Hey friend, it's life coach and licensed therapist, Robin May. And girl, I have to tell you about this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends, plus, 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 I have a question for you and I need to hear back from you. I need you to DM me on Instagram, Robin May Online. I need you to reply to me via email. If you're watching this on YouTube, girl, comment in the YouTube um, comments. If you have to send a pigeon, girl, send a pigeon because I really want to hear from you. I'll tell you my question in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about this episode. Okay, y'all know I keep telling you that I am committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, although what you do is important, but I'm committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And a part of that, I have another obsession, y'all. I am obsessed. You know, my daughter say I pronounced that word wrong, but let me not get distracted. Y'all know I get distracted. I am obsessed with helping us become more self-aware. Y'all, I guess it's because of the work I do, but it is amazing to me how much we don't understand how we are coming across and how we are landing with other people. And listen, when I hear people make blanket, blanket statements of, oh, I don't care what nobody thinks, I stay far away from those people because that is a dangerous mindset. Now hear me, we cannot be consumed with the opinions of every um, Tom and Jerry. Is that the same? Tom and Jerry? We cannot be consumed with the opinions of every single person that walks the earth, but baby, you need an advisory team. You need somebody who is willing to tell you the truth about you. Have you ever been scrolling through Facebook? This happened to me recently, honestly, but it happens all the time. And y'all know I don't do sub messages. And so it's not about any particular person, but have you ever been scrolling through social media? I was scrolling recently and somebody posted something. I can't remember what the post said, but it was in reference to how other people were. And that's how that person absolutely is. And so I was looking at the post and looking who posted, looking at the post, looking who posted. I'm like, but but that's how you show up. And it's crazy because the person is unaware of how they show up. Listen, girl, sometimes I'm unaware of how I show up. That's why self-awareness is a continuous journey and it's not one you take by yourself. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. I'm going to share with you the five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. The five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. But this is the question that I have for you, and then we'll get into the episode. My question for you is this, how can I best serve you in helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are? Many of you know I have created the life course. And the life course is an extensive journey to helping you discover you, helping you get a PhD in you, helping you to see yourself, to know yourself, to know what triggers you, to know what your values are, to know what your strength sabotage is, to you know what your itness is, to help you understand what success looks like and feels like to you, to help you know what it takes to get to that definition of success. This is an extensive process of you understanding you. But during one episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May, I shared that I am tweaking the seven steps to life course, the life course. I'm tweaking it because I want to make sure that you can obtain the information in a way that really resonates with you and that fits into the craziness of your life, girl, because I know you have a lot going on. And so 
I want to know the best way that you can receive this information. The course, like I said, is an independent study. Do you want it to continue to be an independent study that you just do on your own? Do you want it to be a group process? Do you want it to be broken down over the course of a year? Do you want me to break it down over the course of three months and you just go at your own pace? I want to hear from you. I'm making changes within the next two weeks. And so I want to hear from you. So again, DM me on Instagram, Robin May Online. Comment in my YouTube. Email me, reply to the email. Like I said, honey, if you need to get a billboard and say, Robin, this is how you can serve me. Girl, do the billboard. I really want to hear from you. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey, friend, I'm Robin May, and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Hey, girl, welcome to this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Honey, this is about to be a good one because this is one of my areas of passion. Today, we are talking about the five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon, girl. We are about to get into it. I'm going to share with you the five reasons you really want to be self-aware. But first, if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. I love when we have new visitors to the podcast. I hope you decide to stick around. Honey, if this is your first time here, go all the way back to episode one and allow it to be your drive time, must listen or must watch podcast. I'd also love to hear from you. If this is your first time here, let me know that. Listen, if you are a returning guest, welcome back, girl. You know, we are officially friends, honey. We are officially connected. So I am so happy you are back. As a matter of fact, I want to hear from you as well. Not counting this episode, although I think this is going to be one of your favorite episodes. Let me know which episode has been your favorite. If you've been here for a while, let me know which episode really resonated with you. And for all of you, can you please share this podcast with your family and friends? If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We are hoping for five, not hoping for a baby. We are expecting 500 subscribers by the end of the year. And so we are super close, like 20 something people away. So can you subscribe? Can you also share it with your network? Can you comment, review all that good stuff? Because when you do, it helps to raise the podcast in the algorithm. So more people get access to what we are over here doing, honey. And we are over here elevating, not just what we do, although that's important. We are elevating who we are. And that's what this episode is going to be about, honey. I want to help you elevate who you are by you looking 
at the woman in the mirror. Wasn't Michael Jackson prophetic when he said, um, I'm with the man in the mirror. <laughs> Why do I want to sing on every podcast when I can't hold a note? But you know what? Let me tell you something, a secret gift I have. Talk about secret weapon. I have a secret gift. Well, I actually have two secret gifts or skills. One is I write scripts. Oh gosh, I shouldn't even be telling y'all this. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling y'all this because y'all gonna want me to do it for you. With my friends, with some of my clients, honey, I write the script. Okay, so I want you to say this. And then I want you to say this. Okay, no, no, because if they say this, I want, that's just, I have a secret gift of writing scripts. <laughs> I really shouldn't have shared that gift with y'all. I have another secret uh, skill. I, and I'm being very serious right now. Where is my friend Lisa? Where is my friend Lisa? Because she is going to tell me that this is not my gift. <laughs> but y'all, I really think that I have a gift of writing music. <laughs> I may not be able to hold a note, but my lyrics are popping. Do you hear me? And I can just bust out a song at the top of my head. I know some of my... Oh, let me just stop. Because y'all going to be annoyed with me. But I'm telling you, I have a secret gift of writing scripts and writing music. How did I even get on that topic? How did I go down that path? I don't know. But again, today, I am going to help. Maybe this is why, because I'm talking about self-awareness. And maybe I'm not self-aware. And that's why I think I write good music. All right, y'all. But in all seriousness, this particular episode is going to be critical for your journey. Listen, as a mental health therapist and a life coach, I spend so much time. My initial time with most clients is coaching them, counseling them, helping them understand how critical self-awareness is. Okay, so I know I have been slipping on our resource page. I know, listen, I am looking for some more administrative support. So please forgive me. I have been slipping on updating our resource page. But for this episode, I am, and I might already have it up there for a previous episode, but for this episode, I am going to add this visual and it's called Jahari, J-O-H-A-R-I, the Jahari window, because it is such a great visual to help you understand why self-awareness is critically important. So make sure you go to robinmayonline.com slash podcast. When you scroll down, you'll see the resources tab. Click there. And I believe this is episode, I want to say episode 22. Let me confirm that. Hold on. How am I confirming it? Because I'm going to my actual podcast app. Yes, this is episode 22. So just scroll down to episode 22 and you'll see the Jahari window visual. Okay. What is the Jahari window? It's just helping us. It gives us a framework of how we show up, right? And the part that is important is this, that there are things, girl, hear me. There are things that you don't know about you, but other folks know about you. So let's break down the whole Jahari window. Again, go to the visual on robinmayonline.com slash podcast, scroll down to resources. And when you click resources, look for episode 22. I'll actually put this in my stories on Instagram as well. So if you're watching this right away, you'll see it, you know, it stays in the stories for 24 hours. So I'll put it in the resource in the stories as well. 
But the Jahari window tells us there are things, there are four quadrants. The first quadrant tells us there are things that Robin knows about Robin and everybody else knows about Robin. So that's one quadrant. Then there's a quadrant where there are things that I know about me, honey, that nobody else on this earth knows about me. Then there are things that I don't know about me and there are things that nobody else knows about me. That's the third quadrant. But baby, we get over here to the fourth quadrant and I'm going, I think I'm going counterclockwise. You get over here to the fourth quadrant, honey, and that is your blind spot. There are things that you do not know about you, girl, that other people know about you. And that's the danger zone where your relationships are possibly strained. That's the place where you can't figure out why you have a hard time coming. And it could also be some positive things with that as well. Others may know you are the bomb in a certain area and you just don't even realize it. You think this is what everybody, you know, I don't spend enough time talking about that part of the blind spot as well. Let me say that the blind spot doesn't necessarily have to be a negative um, attribute. It could also be positive things. You may not even realize what um, uh, a calming presence you are to other people. Everybody else knows it, but you don't even know it. I have friends who they have gifting, gifting in certain areas and they minimize it because they think everybody else has those same giftings. And I'm like, no, boo, you don't know this about you. Let me tell you, you the bomb. <laughs> I want to tell all my girlfriends, no, you are the bomb. You could be doing this and you could be doing that. And so the blind spot doesn't have to be necessarily a negative attribute, but it does include some things that are not that great. There are some ways that you show up, honey, that you don't realize. There are some ways that I show up that I don't realize it. You know, when we talk about self-awareness, I often tell those who pride themselves on being self-aware, I'm pointing at myself. I often tell those people who pride themselves on being self-aware that you may be some of the most dangerous folk. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. The folks who have no self-awareness are the folks that are dangerous. But those of us who pride ourselves on being self-aware, we could be in trouble as well. Because one, we think that self-awareness is a destination, like, or that there's a final resting point of self-awareness. Girl, I know me. Honey, no, you're continuously changing. And so it may be some things that you don't know about you. That's number one, the reason why those of us who are self-awareness self-aware could have some issues. But the other reason we could have some issues is because we could rest in just being self-aware. Can I put me and my sister on the um, line for this? Girl, Kim, I'm sorry. I tell my crazy and your crazy. Oh, well, that's what happens when you got the sister lottery. Okay. But one of the things my sister and I often remind one another is that we can rest in our self-awareness. We'll say things, honey, because I already know that about me. Well, you can't just stop at self-awareness. You got to do something about it. Like if it's something that you're doing that you know could be landing with others in a way that's not pleasant, why just stop at self-awareness? You want to do something about it. But today, I am going to help you understand why this is so critically important, girl. Self-awareness is your secret weapon. This is the thing that could shift what happens to you internally, how you 
process life internally, girl. It can impact your relationship with God. Self-awareness can help you understand your other, your um, external relationships as well. It can help you understand that man, honey. It can help you understand your children. Self-awareness is critical. Now we have to be careful because I'm not talking about selfishness or only looking at you and only paying attention to you uh, to you and making you the uh, center of everybody else's world. Honey, you can be the center of your own world, but you are not the center of everybody else's world. So we want to be careful when we talk about self-awareness, that we're not making it a narcissistic mindset, that everything revolves around you. I often have to tell my children, listen, the world does not revolve around you. And my oldest daughter says, well, my world revolves around me. <laughs> she is not telling a fib, baby. Her world does revolve around her. But I want you to understand that this is not a narcissistic, look at me, look at me, life is about me conversation. But because you aren't seeing yourself through a clear filter, boo, I want you to understand this. Somebody clip this up. I'm about to give you a clippable. Did I make... I told y'all I have a secret gift of writing scripts, of writing music, and I come up with stuff that other people have not said. Has anybody ever said, make this a clippable? Well, I just made it up. Make this a clippable. I'm about to say something that I want you to go ahead and make a clippable. Clip it on Instagram. Clip it on Twitter. Can you post videos on Twitter? Y'all don't use Twitter. It's not even called Twitter anymore. It's called X. Post it on Facebook. Just post it. Here, here it is. You ready? And in all seriousness, I want you to lean in. Listen, you know your intentions, but you don't know how others are experiencing you. Let me give it to you again. You know your intentions. You know what you intended when you said that. You know what you intended when you did that. And your intentions may be pure. Your intentions may be um, positive, but you don't know if by the time it came out of your mouth, by the time it landed, you don't know how others are experiencing you. And that's where the rub comes in because this gets a little bit tricky. Let's, let's talk about why it becomes tricky. Let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about emotional intelligence. I'm considering doing a whole podcast on emotional intelligence. Y'all let me know if you want me to, but very quickly, emotional intelligence is a two lane highway. Lane one is you being able to articulate your feelings, be able to put a feeling word to what you're experiencing, the ability to articulate your feelings and to regulate your feelings. How I like to explain it is that I'm okay with my daughter being angry. She can feel anger. She can even say, I'm angry but she has to be able to regulate her emotions. You can't slam my door because you're angry. So does that make sense? The ability to articulate what you feel, but you also have to have the ability to regulate what you feel. And the other lane of emotional intelligence is the ability to be sensitive to, but not responsible for the feelings of others. Listen, I teach this concept all the time in corporate America, because even in corporate America, you want to understand emotional intelligence. In church world, you want to understand emotional intelligence with your children, with your partner, with your uh, mom, with your dad, with your friendships. You want to understand emotional intelligence. And this lane too could be easily manipulated. So hear me, let me tell it to you again. Emotional intelligence 
lane two is the ability to be sensitive to, but not responsible for the emotions of others. So again, we're talking about self-awareness and I'm sharing with you the five reasons or the five ways that um, 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 self-awareness, <laughs> that self-awareness is your secret weapon. But I want you to understand that it can get a little bit tricky when I tell you that you know your intentions, but you don't know how others are experiencing you because you don't have um, mind reading or heart reading capabilities. Let me say that to you again. We often talk about having mind reading, but it's really heart reading. You don't have heart reading capabilities. And so you can't go around to everybody that you come in contact with and say, hey, how did that land? excuse me, how did that land? Hey, I'm sorry, how did that land? That's gonna drive you crazy. And I think that's the reason why people do the opposite and say, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people feel because you understand on some level, I can't get consumed with everybody's experience, but you better be consumed with some folks, not even consumed. You must, you wanna be tuned in to what some people are experiencing so they can help you understand you. All right. so when I start talking about emotional intelligence, that will explain what I just said. You know your intentions, but you don't know how others are experiencing you. But yes, you can't be consumed with all of that, but that's why lane two comes into play. You want to be sensitive to, but not responsible for. So how does that look? And how could that be manipulated? So here's a perfect example. This is just off the top of my head. When my sister and I are on the phone, and I can use my sister all the time, y'all, because she doesn't care and I don't want to offend anybody else or frustrate somebody else. So I just offend and frustrate my sister. <laughs> Sorry, Kim. Y'all know she was on the podcast several episodes before, so y'all know how we roll. So my sister and I can be on the phone and we talked and talked and talked. Child, we can be on the phone for two hours, but let's just say we're on the phone. It comes a point when one of us are tired of talking. And so whoever it is that day might say, uh, girl, I'm over this. I got to go. I'm tired of talking, child. And we say that and the other person isn't offended at all. And she might say, oh, I'm not done. I got to tell you something else. And she might be like, girl, okay, good, bye. And we get off the phone. Neither one of us are offended. But honey, when I have tried to take that to other relationships, folks are like, Robin, that's rude. And I had to learn that I know my intention that means I really feel cool with you because I feel free to show up with you the way I show up with my sister. So my intentions are good. I feel like I'm close enough to you to be able to do that. But I didn't know how it was landing. People were not receiving it that way. And so even though I had the best intention, I wanted to be sensitive to how they were receiving that. I'm not responsible for it because I say it to another person and they are not offended. But if this person is offended, I'm not responsible for how they feel, but because I care about them, I'm sensitive to how they feel. Do y'all get somebody put in the comments, girl, I got it, that helped me understand. So remember, emotional intelligence is a two lane highway. Lane number one is being able to articulate what you feel and regulate what you feel. Lane number two is the ability to be sensitive to, but not responsible for. Let me give you another example. Some of you are straight shooters. If you're a straight shooter, put in the comments, Robin, I'm a straight shooter. DM me on Instagram and say, Robin, I am a straight shooter. But some of y'all straight shooters, which y'all call straight shooting, can sometimes land as rude. Now, you may be able to talk to another straight shooter and they don't experience it that way. But some of us, 
for those of you who are listening to the podcast and you're not watching it, some of us, I'm pointing to me, some of us receive the straight shooter as rude. Now, I know if my clients are watching this, they're like, Robin, I know you ain't saying that you are sensitive to a straight shooter because, honey, under the umbrella of my counseling practice, baby, I am a straight shooter. But in my other aspects of my life outside of that realm, y'all straight shooters could land in a rude way. But because you can name 10 people in your life who don't receive it that way, you decide that everybody else is the issue. And let's just say everybody else is. But if you want to improve your emotional intelligence, you will be sensitive to not responsible for how they receive it. Now, how can this be manipulated? Because I have seen it be manipulated. People get this information, particularly in romantic relationships. And so I have to be very careful with this. But people can get this information. I mean, because she's a therapist and she said, I'm not responsible for how you feel. That's how you feel. Well, that's manipulative because we are doing life together. We are interacting with one another. And so if you come up and you call me out of my name, that is a basic understanding in human connection that that is offensive. And so while you are not jumping in my head, um, turning on my heart and, and opening the door of offense, you are not doing that. Just basic human connection lets you know that if you do something in a certain way or you say something in a certain way, that it can be painful to the other person. And so you don't want to manipulate this and say, that's not my, that's, I mean, that may be how you feel, but I mean, I'm not tripped. Well, then that person has a right to set very strict boundaries with you because you don't respect the basic human connection. So when we talk about self-awareness, the Jahari window helps us to understand there's a way that we show up that other people experience that we don't even know. So I mentioned having an advisory team. You can call it whatever you want. Your board of advisors, you can call it your, um, your accountability partners, you can call it, what's something else I've heard before? Oh, one of my groups, we call it the safe space or it's a safe place. Y'all really don't care, but this is how my brain, if you want to get a glimpse in how my brain works, this is how it works because I have to go look and see what's actually called or else I can't focus. Let's see. It is called the safe place. Yes, the safe place. <laughs> so you can call it whatever you want to call it, but you want to have a team of people who can help you see you. And you hear me saying team, not just one person, because it is very easy for us to find the person who is going to co-sign our mess. I'm not talking about one person who is going to co-sign how you talk to people, who's going to co-sign the drama always follows you, that's going to co- because it's all about everybody else's, what everybody else is doing. No, you want to have at least two to three people. I really, if I, if I really could identify the number of people that I think would be important, I would say, I really would like you to have three to five people because I want you to have a diversity of opinion. And I really want you to have people who see you in different settings because the folks who see you at church may not know how you act at work. 
And the folks who see you at work may not know how you act in your relationship. And your mama, she thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread, honey. And so, of course, she's going to say, no, they messing with my baby. So you need at least three to five people who can help you understand how you land in different settings because there is some commonality across the board. And so you want to be able to see, ah, now this is something that keeps showing up. One of the ways I use my um, three to five people is like this. If somebody says something to me or says that I showed up a certain way or that they were offended by something or if they bring something to me, I have learned now, let's just keep it real. My initial reaction, of course, I shouldn't even say of course, my initial reaction can be defensive. And I think that's kind of normal. Somebody is sharing a critique and we kind of self-protect, you know, we may kind of put up a wall. I think that's normal. But if somebody says something to me about me, I've really learned and I'm trying to continue to learn to hear it and not necessarily receive it, but not necessarily reject it either. Because I want to take that statement or that experience that this person had and I want to take it to my board of directors. I want to take it to my accountability spaces. I want to ask some other people who know me well. And I want to say, hey, this person had this experience of me. What do you think? Now, if all five of them say, girl, no, I've never seen that with you. It doesn't mean that that person's experience is invalidated. Maybe it means I was just having a bad day or maybe it is something in the way they processed it and I can kind of let that go. But if three of the five people say, no, Robin, now you... I have, yeah, yeah, I have seen you, I have seen you do that, then that's something that I need to be willing to hear. I talked about this a little bit earlier, just literally a few minutes ago, but listen, girl, if folks are always hating on you, I mean, my God, is it everybody else? Listen, girl, it, if there is always some kind of drama with you, if you are constantly I'm saying this with as much sensitivity as I can because I'm here to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. So sis, if there is always some kind of drama where you're having to cut somebody else off, y'all, if I see one more post, I'm cutting folk off. I'm not, first of all, you don't have to announce it. I promise you don't have to announce it. <laughs> you better be glad you're still seeing this Facebook post because I went through and I eliminated all it. Sis, listen. If you are having to cut folks off all the time, sis, it may be time to listen to Prophet Michael. I'm talking to the woman in the mirror. It may be time because at some point you got to consider what am I presenting? What am I emitting? What am I doing that's keeping this much drama around me all the time? Okay. So like I said, today I am sharing with you the five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. You ready to get into these five reasons? All right, let's do this. I don't know why my group me is popping. There's a lot of conversation happening in my group me. That's why I shouldn't be doing this on my phone because it's going to distract me because I want to know what they're talking about. 
I'm going to be over there in a minute, y'all. Let's see what y'all talking about. Okay, let me share with you the five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. Reason number one, when you really lean into self-awareness, getting a PhD in you, that's the whole point of the life course, to help you get a PhD in you to understand you, girl. You can't be worried about everybody else if you don't understand you, if you don't understand why you respond the way you do, if you don't understand why that frustrates you, if you don't understand why that triggers you. Remember, triggers are not about them. Triggers are about you. I'll talk about that in a minute. So that's the whole heartbeat of the life course to help you understand you. So the number one reason self-awareness is your secret weapon is because it helps you understand you and helps you identify your unique strengths. When you are self-aware, you understand you better. And so you can manage how you show up in different settings. It can be something very um, uh, basic, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Or maybe I should just say simple. It could be something as simple as this. If you know you and you know that you go out with girlfriends and you know that around 10 o'clock you start getting irritable um, and it's time for you to go on home because you're normally in the... I ain't talking about nobody. <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody in particular. As I started that example, I really wasn't thinking about anybody in particular. But the more I talked it out, I do have a friend in mind. Hey, girl. And so if you know you're normally in bed by 630. <laughs> oh, maybe she won't watch this episode because if she does, she's going to be annoyed with me. But if you know you're going to be in the bed at 630 normally and it's 10 o'clock and you know that you're going out with your girlfriends and they like to hang, honey. And you know your attitude gonna start getting bad at when the clock strikes 10, your whole demeanor changes. Well, when you're self-aware, you know you, you know how you show up. And they say, okay, everybody, we're gonna ride in the same car. You know, uh-uh, no, y'all, no. Let me drive my own car because y'all know how I do. And you can take responsibility for it. Y'all know how I am, girl. When it hits 10 o'clock, my attitude is going to get bad, so I'm going to have to go ahead and go. When you know you, it allows you to create a world, not that revolves around you, not that revolves around you, but it helps you to know what needs to happen in different settings so that you can be at your optimal best. It helps you to know you. I know, y'all, when I get hungry, it ain't cute for no body. And so I know if I'm going out to eat with some girlfriends and I know that we're going to um, have some folks running late or we're going to laugh for a while before we start ordering. I know I need to have me a bar because if I don't have me a bar, I'm going to have an attitude. So you want to be self-aware. Again, let me stress this. Not so that you think the world revolves around you. That's where it messes up. I mean, they know me and they shouldn't have no, baby, you know you. So you put the things in place that doesn't impede on everybody else to make sure that you stay at your optimal best. So the number one reason that self-awareness is your secret weapon is that it helps you know how you show up and it allows you to know what your unique strengths are. You know where you shine. You know when there's a project that needs to be done. You know what you can do best in that project. Listen, my line sisters, if any of my line sisters are watching this or listening, they're going to be irritated because whenever we have a group, whenever we have a group thing that we're doing, I always ask them, 
put me on the prayer committee. Put me on the prayer committee because, baby, that's where I shine. And they're like, no, Robin, you're going to be on the getting some scissors and cutting and helping us decorate committee. Because, see, I want to be at home praying. And they're like, no, you're going to be out here working just like us. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it helps you know your, your secret or not your secret. It helps you to know your unique strengths. So that's number one. The first reason self-awareness is your secret weapon is that it helps you to discover you, understand you, know what your triggers are. and helps you understand your unique strengths. Remember I said, triggers are not about them. Triggers are about you. So girl, when you are easily triggered by somebody or you're frustrated with somebody, I'm telling you, that's not about them, girl. That's your stuff. And you're, you're about to get to this in a minute. You're about to get to this in this next one. So let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give you number two. Self-awareness keeps you from projecting your stuff onto others. And that's what I'm talking about with triggers. There are things that are a trigger for you. And if you're not careful, you make that a blanket expectation for others. And honey, that's an issue for you. That's not an issue for other people. Um, social media... <laughs> Social media is such an example of this. And I'm laughing because I have this laundry. And when I tell you a laundry list of social media rules that many of you don't follow, I have a laundry list of social media rules that so many of you don't follow. Y'all break my rules all the time. There are things that you post that I am like, that is against the, the not my, the social media rules, but really it's against my social media rules. And it is really triggering to me. It's very annoying, but that's my stuff. And so I, that's why I got 2000 screenshots because I'm screenshotting stuff saying, we're not supposed to do this, especially if it's one of my friends, I will screenshot their posts and say, we don't do this. And they are kindly telling me, no, Robin, you don't do that. I do it. Robin, you don't do it. And so that's a laughable example but there's some other real examples. There's some things we talked about this in our friendship series. There's some things that you expect in friendship that you have made a blanket expectation, but that's how you show up. And yes, remember emotional intelligence lane two is that we are sensitive to not responsible for how other people feel. So if you're my friend and I know that that's important to you, I'm going to try to be sensitive to that, but you can't make it a blanket approach. And so there's some things that you are frustrating relationships, sis. There's some relationships that you are frustrating. You are frustrating your friends because you have these expectations that they never signed on the dotted line to say that they would adhere to. It is how you show up. It is what is important to you. And so you want to be careful. And that's what self-awareness allows you to be careful about projecting what matters to you onto other people. In the life course, I talk about a concept called the strength sabotage. And the strength sabotage is this. All of us have a strength, but when overused, it begins to sabotage us. So for example, loyalty is a major strength for me. It is something that I pride myself in. Once you're my person, you're my person. I'm extremely loyal. But the way loyalty can begin to sabotage me is I sometimes stay connected in things, jobs, opportunities, relationships much longer than I should because of my loyalty. But also what happens with that loyalty is that I project the same expectation of loyalty 
onto other people. And I cannot assume that's an unfair assumption that they have the same understanding of loyalty that I have. And so self-awareness allows you to be careful about projecting what is your worldview, what is your belief, what is your expectation, what's your value system. It keeps you from projecting that on to other people. I want to give you another example of how we can begin to project our views onto other people and it can frustrate relationships. I remember it was, and I think I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it in the friendship episode, I think, but there was a season in my life and my husband's life where we had a lot going on. Yeah, we had a lot. We had our movie theater. I had written a book. Then my husband ran for office. It was just a lot going on and we kept um, asking friends to help us. Can you help us at the movie theater? Can you come and help me in my book launch? Can you? It was all these things that we were always asking for help. Well, then I decided that I was getting on our nerves. <laughs> I decided that I was getting on our nerves, right? And so how that began to show up is with my friends, I stopped asking them to help. And so they would come to events and I haven't asked for their help. But what it looked like, the way it landed, is that we had found a measure of success and I had some other people who were volunteering to help. So watch this. For me, these people were volunteering to say, hey, I want to help you with this. And so, of course, I'm like, okay, great. And what I was thinking is that I was giving my friends a break. So that's what my thought was. But how it was landing is they had helped me with all this stuff and now they were being pushed to the side. So I was projecting that I was feeling overwhelmed with how much we were asking for help onto them and making it their experience when it wasn't. So are y'all following me? So number two, self-awareness helps you stop projecting your stuff onto other people. That's, hey, sis. So listen, at the end of recording this podcast, I made an executive decision because it's my podcast and I do what I want to. <laughs> Somebody tell me to stop singing. So I made an executive decision to break this episode up into two different episodes. So, so far... I have laid the foundation in this episode you just listened to. I laid the foundation about why self-awareness is so important, why it is your secret weapon. And then I share with you the first two reasons it is your secret weapon. So we laid the foundation, we talked about self-awareness, and then I share with you the first two reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. Okay, next week we are going to talk about the next Four. Yes, I know. So remember at the top of the episode, I shared with you that I am giving you the five reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. Well, girl, when I got to number five, I realized that there was a sixth reason. And so when you listen to the episode next week, you're going to hear me say, wait a minute, there are six reasons. I wasn't re-recording that podcast, baby. So there are really six reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. And so Again, we laid the foundation. I share with you the first two. And next week, I'm going to share with you four more reasons self-awareness is your secret weapon. So girl, I hope that this has helped you. I hope this has illuminated some things for you. I hope you're seeing things a little bit differently. I would love for you to share with me your breakaway takeaway. Girl, I just made that up. I'm going to start saying that. I want you to share with me your breakaway takeaway. What is the one thing you are 
going to take away with you because it was your breakthrough. I really sincerely want to hear from you. And don't forget to answer the question that I ask at the top of the podcast. How can I best serve you in getting the life course to you? Would you like it to be broken down where you are given the content over the course of a year, over the course of three months? What would work best from, for you? I want to hear from you. Thank you, sis. I'll see you next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, I am committed to helping you live life. And life stands for living intentionally, fully engaged. I am committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. I am in the trenches with you, sis. And I know that this podcast is just one way that we can connect, but there is another way. I have created a course called the Life Course. And the Life Course is an opportunity for you on your own time, at your own pace, to get a PhD in you. If you are interested in learning more about the Life Course, just head on over to youcanlivelife.com. Youcanlivelife.com. Click the link for the Life Course. I truly believe it is the shift you've been looking for. Until next time, sis, I'll see you soon.